Hello everybody and hello everyone. Welcome once again to Thinking Drinkers podcast where each and every week we pick two delicious drinks and give you a damn good reason to enjoy them. I am as ever joined by my fellow Thinking Drinker, Tom Sandham. What go on? Well, Ben, lots go on. Um, specifically today, a puncture, an exploded tyre. Um, I've just come back from the garage where they've kindly replaced my tyre uh, quickly. Car tyre. Car tyre, yeah. I can change a, a bike tyre with relative ease these but days on the road. You can't change a car tyre. But I can't change a car Well, actually, I, I kind of know how, well, I do know how to do it. Um, but uh, it exploded on a country lane last night uh, due to the uh, horrific state of British roads. Despite me paying my taxes, I find that it's almost uh, a, a journey of jeopardy every time I get in the car these days to avoid the horrific holes in the road. And uh, one of them caught my tyre and exploded it. I was with the kids in the back. It's pitch black. You were in the back of the car with the kids? Yeah, driving with my feet. I'm quite the uh, quite the uh, expert driver. And yeah, I, I just didn't want to do it myself because it's freezing cold. And I just, if you get it wrong, if you put the jack in the wrong place, it knackers the car, doesn't it? So, and um, yeah, but you call, oh, you've got your um, you've got your thingy nut as well, haven't you? That's one I am. I haven't actually. I've had those removed. Uh, the, the locking wheel nut. Removed. The locking locking wheel nut. <laughs> Well, You're locking wheel nuts. I got my nuts removed. Yeah, you have. 2009. That's why you couldn't do Wedding day. That's why you couldn't change a tyre. You had to call a real man to do I had it. To lock, lock them off for the day. I said, I do. And uh, no, um, I'm happily married. And uh, yeah, I did. I, I pay £30 or whatever I pay a month. Who was it? Was it roadside the, assistance? Was it RAC AA Green Flag? No, LV. LV. I mean, if you do your price comparison on um, on rescue vehicle cover, um, they're the guys to go with. Um, really? And, uh, yeah, really, LV really good. Uh, I don't know. It's part of Britannia, Old Britannia, LV. I don't know. Fuck knows, mate. They're not the, they're not the fourth <laughs> emergency know. service, though, are they? <laughs> they're not. They're not. <laughs> they don't use that marketing strap line. No, they just do their job, which they're paid for. No, they do your they're, job. They're not, they're not a rescue service, these people. You have to pay. As we discovered, we'll be broke where our vehicle stopped in the middle of the motorway and we had to sign up to the AA while being wobbled by juggernauts <laughs> as we sat there in a stationary vehicle in the middle lane. You have to pay. They're not a rescue service. They are a business. And anyway, that's that happened. Uh, I've moved out of my humble abode into my parents lovely abode with my entire family uh, every time I'm, I'm, i tell people i've moved out of my house and then back in with my parents they assume my marriage has fallen apart hasn't my wife is guided enough to be with me on this uh journey yeah i mean i'm not i'm no i'm no shrink tom hmm. but i sense the morale's low <laughs> i'm trying if, I la- if i'm laughing it's maniacal laughter uh and yeah I'm I'm not uh, I'm not in the best place right now, but that's okay. You know, swings and roundabouts, ups and downs. Roll, life is a roller coaster. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. And my mum and dad are in Spain at the moment, so they're, Spain. they're left in Spain. So we've got a nice. They've got a lovely house and 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 they have being, got a lovely house. being looked after by them for a little while is certainly nothing to complain about. What's going on in your life though, Ben? Is you having happier times? My tires are good. Um... They're all pumped up. Um, yeah, I think, and, and metaphorically, and yeah, no, things are all right. 
You're I got not drinking. You got rid of the moustache. That was yeah. the weight off I, your face. And I did actually stop dry jam. Have you? Have you? Well, only for a day, but that is stopping it. Yeah. It becomes dryish January, yeah. slightly damp January. No, uh, I went. Uh, I had a beer with uh, my uh, estranged buddy Edward Gapper, who is the owner of Altitude Brewing in New Zealand. He was over visiting. And I met him for a beer before he went home. And I thought, I'm not going to have... I need to have a beer with him. I haven't seen him in six years. And I'll probably not see him for another. So I had a beer. Uh, do you know where we went for a beer? I, I don't, know. Oh, the club. We went to the club. Oh, did you go to the club? We went to the club. We went to the club. We went to the club. Any celebrities? No. You. You. Me. Yeah. And it's good. It was nice. Uh Quite expensive uh, for beer. <laughs> Bottle of meantime pale ale, seven poundings. Ooh, you get a glass <clears throat> with it though. That's good. <laughs> I got a glass with it. Um, <laughs> well, how? If you ask. Uh, uh, I mean, we're we, we, we pitching ourselves a little bit as these sort of money-saving experts of alcohol with yeah, this podcast. That's not the way to save money. That's not. That's not saving any money. No, no, that's, no. Spending unnecessarily. Um, mm. And then I, then the next day, I went out with my wife. We had date night. We went to a little French brasserie uh, near old, your neck of the woods in Kew. And it's very nice. It's called just very small and French. And I had Cocovin, which is chicken wine. <laughs> well, you can get chicken tequila. So maybe yeah. chicken chicken no, wine. Chicken is... and wine. And uh, my wife, Sophie, had... Um, What's it called? Confit de Canard. And we had a nice, just one glass of wine each. No, okay. That's, that's bullshit. But one. Okay. So but you had still, a bottle. You shared a bottle. No, we didn't. Oh. We went one glass each. And then I had a second. Should have gone for a bottle. Should have. You know, again, life's full of regrets. Money saving experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah not. Good. <laughs> Spend uh, for everything. Sounds a nice coup de rhône. But apart from that, I've not had anything more. So, okay. you know, that's the way I want to carry on is have. A nice beer or a wine or whatever when the occasion merits it but don't just sit in your pants watching sky sports news glugging another bottle of le piedo yeah sounds that's, like that's been, my ambition sounds like you got your head screwed on there uh as i sit here looking at an entirely empty bottle of portobello gin which is important to stress i haven't drunk all my on my own no that's um, that's where we're going to the um our next subscription club yeah that's just gone, gone out into to all our subscribers it's the old tom portobello and also we're going to be tasting this one which is the savory gin Ooh. which comes in this beautiful white bottle i really like uh the, the guys at portobello Road Distillery are making some stuff. really interesting. Well, I I actually bought one of their bottles from my stepmother for Christmas. Um, it's their Royal Opera Gin, mm. which is inspired by the um the fruit sellers and the grocers around Covent Garden and the history yeah. of that. Uh, it was thirty there. Um, it was about thirty quid. But as I pointed out to Jake Berger, their distiller and co-founder, if it's in Royal Opera uh, Gin. They should be selling hard bottles for a tenner. <laughs> a tenner yeah, is a tenor. Tenor. singer. Tenor, yeah. So there we go. There's that joke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what are we drinking it. this week? 
Well, this week we've got two drinks for you. Uh, we've got some deals. If you want the deals, you have to stick oh, around yeah. to the end because the deals don't necessarily relate. The deals I found don't relate to what we're drinking. Um, but uh, we've got a. We, well, let's start off with yours. I think in chronological order for the week ahead. If you're looking forward to an anniversary or a moment of relaxation and want a reason to celebrate uh, with that, then let's start with yours on the 28th of January. What have you got, Ben? Well, the 28th of January was a very sad day back in... Um, oh, no. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? My phone's gone. Shh. That's oh, very dear. professional. It's a oh, ghost. Just, oh, it's a ghost. Sorry, of, that was... Um, it's a ghost just dwelling just in the background. see about our new pilot. Oh, yeah. I'll bring him back. Bothered. <laughs> Don't worry um, about it. Yeah. Um, where I'd rather was go with Sky anyway. HBO. Yeah. HBO, yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's 1509. Um... Oh, no, hang on. That's 1547. Wait, well, when is it? 1547? Well, if we're talking about the death of... Yeah. The death of, rather yes. than the birth of. Sorry. Yeah. The death of um, 1547 of the um, the uh, modern <laughs> ironic feminist king, Henry VIII. Was it a sad day? Probably not for everyone. I imagine some would no, have celebrated died, his death. Mm. Um, but we like him. No, <laughs> no, we don't like him. But no, I was say he'd like to drink. Yeah, he he <laughs> he. Oh, there's lots of things. There are lots of faults with Henry VIII. But if there's one thing, unlike Hitler, who mm. didn't drink, mm. he, and Mussolini, Mussolini, and the Japanese Hitachi Joe Tojo, maybe. Um, Henry VIII, he did like a drink amongst mm. his faults, and he liked to drink a lot of mm. the time. Um, and he was uh, at Hampton Court Palace, his primary palace resident. Um, each year, how many pints of ale and beer, which are different in the way, how many pints were drunk each year, do you reckon? Well, it would be unfair of me to answer that question because I've stood up in many tastes with you and, and delivered this fact myself. Well, can you remember it? No. 4.8 million. Million, okay. I wanted to say... That's a lot of beer, but that's back few, when beer was probably safe water. And um, so he drank He drank a lot. Um, not even the Queen Mum, a peak, saw off that amount of bouge. Um, but before Henry's reign, the reason... Well, well, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're drinking a Trappist beer. And mm. I'll tell you why. Because before... And Trappist is a, ale is a beer brewed by monks. Because before Henry's reign... Monks pretty much brewed all the beer in Britain. But he famously put an end to that, Henry VIII, because, well, he dissolved the monasteries. Why did he dissolve all the monasteries in the 16th century? Because, unlike uh, the hip-hop star Jay-Z, Henry VIII famously had lots of problems directly or or indirectly related to his bitches, i.e. his wives. Um, well, I mean, well, he had problems relating to it. Really, he had problems relating to them, but I think it's fair to say the problem started with him, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. No, no, it wasn't their fault. No, any good counselor would have said, Henry, maybe you're the problem. Yeah, but if yes. they'd gone to relate, they would have said, Look, can we need to unpack some stuff here, guys? You're a fat bastard, and you're a fat fucker. No one likes you, so um, why don't you start with ridiculous. yourself? Ridiculous, why are you wearing tights? What yeah. is that rough that's around your neck? That is rough. If anything's rough in this relationship, that is rough, it's your 
weird clothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he was he was a, a humongous bell end. Uh, yeah. So, but he couldn't divorce them. That's where you're going with it. No, he couldn't divorce them. I don't know why not. Well, sin. because it's yeah, a, it, it was poured, a sin under the it, Catholic yeah, yeah, yeah. So he church, changed the religion so. rather than just put up with it. He changed religion. So anyway, one of the side effects of his selfishness was the fact that all the brewing passed out of the uh, uh, hands of um, monks into the hands of landowners and farmers, and it stayed there until in Britain at least, until 2017, when the Mount St. Bernard Abbey in Leicestershire started brewing England's first beer. Well done then. Yeah, and they are still brewing it today. Now, it's it's lovely. It's really good. It's a double beer. Now, just I'll explain what a Trappist beer is. Essentially, a Trappist beer is you... Um, I mean, there's lots of different affiliates. You can have Trappist cheeses, things like that, but a Trappist beer is a beer brewed by a um, Cistercian Abbey um, it has to be brewed by monks within the walls of an abbey and the proceeds of the beer, the sale of the beer, has to go partially, if not all, to good causes. And if you um, if you don't fulfil those criteria, you cannot be a Trappist beer, but you could probably be an abbey beer. So let's say a beer is brewed in an abbey, that would be called an abbey beer, which most of the time you get in Belgium. But those Abbey beers are not, they're, they're not really official. They're just, normally get a nice rosy cheek picture of a monk on a bottle. That gives you a hint as to what's going on there. But a Trappist brewery, a Trappist monastery making beer, there's only, I think there's 14 at the last count. I know that Achel, A-C-H-E-L in Belgium, had its Trappist um, uh, accreditation removed mm. last year. And it was, that was big news in Belgian monastic brewing circles. I don't mind telling you. Um, and they got removed because basically there's no monks left brewing. So, but they're now being brewed somewhere as Vasmala, I believe. So it is. It's 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 not an official Trappist beer, but it's known as Trappist. Hmm. Let's get. I won't get into it because it's uh, boring. Um, but the guys, I mean, in, I'm listening. I'm, I know. I know I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not anymore. I know, no, 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 no. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, you could, there's a level of, of you know, you you can go in, you can go, you could dive deep into the subject, and then there's a bit where, oh, yeah, yeah. more boring. There's uh, like the uh, the uh, what's the as well. what's the um the Rubicon? It's like the Rubicon. It's like it? yeah, yeah. Once you start, yeah. once you cross there, hello, hello, Eilidge. Um, Your voice Eilidge. changes. I talk and... about ale. Oh yeah, uh, just go back to something I mentioned before: beer, the difference with beer and ale. Um, was that ale was uh, before um, before the arrival of hops? Um, ale was unhopped, so be- so ale was basically beer without the hops. So um, the other way around. Beer writer of the year three times, oh, right? Hang on, hang on. I, just a, I just had a complete brain freeze. Stumbles over basic hang rudimentary on, facts. Hold on, let me just check. Bear with me. While Ben does that, let's go back to. Henry VIII, who was a hypochondriac, although some people believe he did suffer from type 2 diabetes and syphilis. Oh, um, yeah. He's and he was stuff. massive. When he died, he was an American, 320 pounds, I suppose, in uh, good that? old English terms. That'd be about 22 stone. His waist was 54 inches. So, 54, he, was so he had 54 inch waist. Yeah. Uh, well, That's bearing in mind, uh, yeah. 
I'm in my thir- uh, early 30s. You're in your mid-30s, to be discreet about our waist sizes. I'm, well, um, I squeezed into a 34 last last. Okay, week. well, there you go, 34. So I now you can imagine that. what a 54 would have been like. Um, he died from injuries, they believe, sustained from a jousting tournament. I mean, he was a yeah. fine jouster. Um, I'm sure, but he's keep, uh, keep padding, keep padding this out, mate. <laughs> his thigh became extremely ulcerated after the accident, apparently, uh, uh, which was what led to his early death. Although some believe it might have been renal liver failure due to his obesity because he drank and ate too much. When he died, he 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 was known to have owned too much stuff. He was a big buyer of stuff. He had 50 palaces, 6,500 handguns. He had 70 ships, 78 recorders, 78 flutes. And get this, Ben, he had five sets of bagpipes. Fuck that. What? I mean, his bellendery knows no bounds. We're recording this on Burns Night Day. (laughs) And I'm Any man who bought one set of bagpipes. Yeah. For a Maybe he was Scottish. just collecting them just to get them out of the hands of other people. Maybe, yeah, if he'd have bought them, them to, just, to, to destroy them, then fair enough. <laughs> throw, throw them in his moat. Anyway, if you found uh, out what yeah, the rudimentary right. basics, I was right. if you looked on Google... No, no, this is my... I, I, worryingly, I've, have I've you stumbled across my own writing, oh, no. not reliable. Oh, no, well, we can't... But ale sure. hasn't, strictly speaking, and you can read this on thinkingdreams.com, been brewed in this country, i.e. the UK... I should amend that because the internet um, is international. Anyway, ale hasn't, strictly speaking, been brewed in this country for about 600 years. Traditional ale is just water and malt without the addition of hops, which brewers began using in the 15th century after it was introduced to the Brits by the Dutch, renowned for their love of aromatic green flowers. Uh, see, uh, a sneaky little reference to uh, the cannabis uh, plant oh, yeah. there, yeah. which is related to hops. But Henry VIII hated... Um, he he didn't like. Women. Well, he hated women. <laughs> well, this is linked actually because hops. He he was very suspicious of hops coming in. He didn't allow hopped beer um, and to be to be consumed within the palace on his royal residency. Um, and now, what's hops? What are hop good for in beer? Well, they're good for curing uh, no, insomnia. No, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they're also yeah. an aphrodisiac. Yeah, but what do they uh, do to the actual foamy bit at the top? They give you head. They're good at, they help head retention, which, <laughs> and here comes the funny, Tom, which Henry VIII wasn't very good at, at retaining heads, because he oh. often chopped oh. off the heads of his... Bitch. I thought you were going to be much more, vul- more vulgar with that reference to no, head. No, um, better than that. You're not. Um, no, I know. <laughs> That's but why anyway, I thought you'd do that. <laughs> anyway, um... I was very proud of that. Um, but anyway, let's get back to the Mount Sir Bernard Abbey. It's the only Trappist beer in Britain. Uh, the Abbey was established in 1835, and uh, it operated a brewery back then. Um, but then they stopped making beer, and more recently, up until they started brewing again, they'd been operating as a dairy farm. But by 2013, Tom, the milk market, well, it had curdled, hadn't it? As it's always, simply, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, go, go on, you'll go, you do it, you do it. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say there's a lot of churn in that market. There is you, a lot of churn. You keep going, sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I, it wasn't the cash cow it used to be, cash, is it? Oh, God, God yeah. Do you know why? Because <laughs> the supermarkets keep freezing the uh, producers' prices. Right. So anyway, let's move on. 
Um, <laughs> I thought of the churn one off the, off the hoof. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, mate. Um, so um, they they sell this beer and it helps upkeep of the buildings, helps them uh, do charitable work. Mm. Um, and the beer itself, you shouldn't just drink it because uh, it's good for uh, orphans and stuff. Uh, you should drink it because it's really nice. It's mm. full-bodied. It's bottle conditioned, which means it's uh, fermenting within the bottle. The yeast is still improving it and changing its flavors and aromas. And indeed, its textures, Tom. Oh, but um, oh, it's a mahogany in hue. It's oh, beige of no. head. Oh, it's oh. full of dark fruit, chocolate, licorice, oh. and winter spice flavors. Yum. And there's a lovely nutty finish. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of nonsense coming out. <laughs> Filling out of your mouth here, full-bodied. Uh, no, it's I mean, good. It's, it's a good. lovely beer. That's the and thing to and say. And I'd have it with a. Uh, you'd have it with a good stew. I've got a slow cooker now, perfect for making stews. This is the stuff if you're making a nice winter stew. Bear mm. this. Oh, delicious. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Does it go with um, um, KP nuts? Yes. Good. Nice. Um. Now, uh, so I'd recommend having that. It's really good. Uh, enjoy it in his honour um, because he was an arsehole but, and he ruined the monasteries, but this is a big two fingers up to Henry VIII and um, Go Sisters. It's payback yeah. time. Um, but if you want a more, uh, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you and if you want a more highbrow interpretation of the whole monastic Trappist scene in Britain, uh, another beer writer, Lovely fella called Mark Dredge, uh, one of the good guys. He wrote a really good uh, article recently where he kept, he stayed over at the St. Bernard Abbey in Leicestershire and hung out with all the monks and the head brewer and uh, had a rather pious time. And uh, it's a really good, really well-written article in goodbeerhunting.com, um, which is, we don't normally shout about other writers, do we? Because um, we're petty. Mm. But no, this is good. And he's, no, he's... He's he's a sharpshooter with a wordy gun, and it's a good it's a good one. And also, there's a film about them on Amazon uh, Prime, which you can buy for a couple of quid, called Outside City, which is um, by a director called Nick Hamer. And uh, I watched that; it's good. And that's, okay. good. that's all about it. it. It gives you a very good insight into what it is like being a monk, um, the good stuff and the bad stuff. But I tell you what comes across. They don't have they don't have any angst from what I can tell. Mm. They're very chilled. Uh yeah. And why do you reckon that is? I think it's because ultimately they're not scared of dying. Probably don't spend too much time on an Xbox and driving cars in traffic and yeah. doing the sort of things that just nibble away you every day yeah. until by the end of the day you're just exhausted with the the little bits the drudgery, of the humdrum. The... If you put, if you step on a Little bird shit, it's not too bad, but if you step on a thousand bird shits and your shoes are caked and weighed down with the shit of life. Is that and... some kind of proverb, Chinese proverb? Yeah, that's what I just it made It should up. be. <laughs> one of the less known ones. But I think, yeah, just I think it, they don't seem to, they, they come across as very chilled. And if you think about how many people, that's just all they want to do is be chilled, relaxed mm. and calm. I suppose they, they're pretty style. they're pretty committed to the the commandments, aren't they? And the, yeah, those they sorts get up of very early. They get up early, the early birds. To going back to my bird of yeah. metaphor thing, um, but also the thing things like mustn't cover thy neighbour's wife and ox. Um, it's an ox. 
yeah, it was an ox, but you know, later we said wives. Is um, it? Did we? <clears throat> don't envy, no pride, you know, all those sorts of basic principles of of um the you know the yeah. Bible and all of that. If you actually followed them um and ignored all the things that happen in life, then maybe you wouldn't yeah, you wouldn't get weighed down so much. I mean there life. are some sacrifices you have to make. No lady, have any, no yeah. lady, no lady friends. You can't cover a neighbour's wife. You can't You've cover got, your own wife. Got no ex- Xbox. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's a fine, it's a fine balance of life, isn't it, Ben? And do you, do you want the you angst do or it? Do you reckon you could do it without genuinely believing? Do you reckon you could no. get in there and go, no, no, just an interview? No. You go, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's half. That's the half. That's the majority of the reason they haven't got any angst. They don't even think this is it. They don't think this is the best. That's the thing. This is it's the like, best thing. Is, they, just, yeah, we've got to just get through just this, the and then we're room. going to have we're going to have the best thing. And if you if you take that on, if you wake up every morning and think, God, this is shit. But actually, this is just just yeah. got to see this out, really. Wonder what the uh, yeah, but it's fine. If you wake up every day and think this is it, why isn't it? Why isn't it better? No wonder you're stressed. Oh my god, I can't do something. I can't do too much. Riddled do I do? Do I just enjoy every day, or do I try and make my life worthwhile and create a legacy? What do yeah, I do? You don't know, and then you step out the door and you you step on your first bird shit oh, of the mate, day. Bin day today, <laughs> and I took out the wrong bin. But you put your hand in some bird shit, and this all you know is often catching the bins. I mean, you know, that's the start of your bird shit collection for the day. Mm. And on it goes until night time. Right, and then it starts again. Anyway, have some have some of that beer. Maybe that chilled vibe will communicate through the medium of alcohol and make you more relaxed. Yeah. Um, so on to the next drink. Yeah, go on. Okay. I was trying to find a connection here. I've got one. <clears throat> what? From a king to another royal but a queen, specifically a queen oh. bee. Uh, oh, good. To... I thought I didn't know where you're going with that. Okay, you no. can't call them that anymore. No, queen bees. Oh, we're, right. on to, we're, we're going to talk about bees uh, and honey. Bees, uh, bees are good. Bees are good. They're very, they're very important. We'll get to that. But they like That's honey, right. don't they? They eat honey. Uh, I'm just trying to get back to the queen, really, to right. prove there is a genuine link. Um, yeah, okay, go on. Uh, but honey is the sort of uh, the blue, yeah, the, the building blocks of their diet. Um, I mean, we we tend to think of it as ours, but bees eat honey. Do um, they? They make yeah, it and they, they eat it. They, well, that's very important to their because carb rich in carbs and um, protein and amino acids. So it's all actually an essential part of their diet. But the queen, much like Henry, gets a richer honey um, because her honey which is a much more concentrated, brilliant honey, helps her with her fertility. Uh, so she has a special honey, um, which is a mixture called royal jelly. And oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, and Henry VIII had a jelly belly, didn't he? he did. uh, so there we go. It's, it's all coming together. Uh, the royal jelly contains more pollen and honey than the larval jelly, which is what the worker and the drone beans have, the peasants um and uh and you know if you are what you eat in henry's case you turn into a fat bastard but if you are what you eat in terms of the queen bee you are a much more fertile lady yeah but Um, i mean but the bee i mean to be fair the queen bee in henry's defense didn't boast such a rich bagpipe collection 
It's true. It's true. Um, uh, but, you know, she does also lay 800,000 eggs in her lifetime. So <laughs> she doesn't. He, he, he could have done with that. Sure I bet you answered some of the stuff he ate. He dropped some eggs, but not laid them. Yeah. Why am I talking about bees and honey, though, Ben? Because uh, it's a, an anniversary this week on the 31st of January. 31st of January. I didn't know that, but I was forgotten about it. In fact, well, I got my book. Yeah. Um, uh, the day that A. A. Milne died, so another anniversary of a death, which is quite sad. But uh, oh, the death it was of ages ago, though, we've got yeah, we moved on. 1956, in fact, um, and A. A. Milne was much more, I'd say, beloved uh, as a as a British sort of uh, institution yeah. than Henry. When was he, he died. a nice guy, A. A. Milne? What's the Actually, vibe? I don't know much about A. A. Milne, but he wrote Winnie the Pooh, which we do like. Um, so I think I'm you can celebrate. Like Nazi, you, you go and have a look and check. Was <laughs> God A. A. Milne knows. a Nazi. God knows every, every character we've written about. It's amazing. You're going back in book. history. It's oh, really, God. Really oh, worried. He had a military career. Wait yeah, a well, well the, the, the name, the Winnie... He's the, born the, in Jamaica, Tom. Was he? Yeah. Ah, I was... Uh, my wife... I took my wife on holiday to the Caribbean. Okay. No, we went to Barbados. Okay. Uh, there, then, uh, uh, there we go, folks. Come and see our shows where jokes like that actually get said out loud on a stage. Uh, <gasps> oh, the, good note. He was All a good right. man. He was, he was a good man. Well, I think, you know, funny, I said, was he a <clears throat> Nazi? No. He, uh, he, Au contraire. He, he was a pacifist, but he, despite that, he joined the British Home Guard and he said, in fighting Hitler... We are truly fighting the devil, the Antichrist. Hitler was a crusader against God. Good. So right. good, good well, one, AA. Yeah, he was a good man. And 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 what we all like Willie the Pooh. <clears throat> uh, the, he, well, wasn't, he wasn't LV. LV. Was he LV? Alan Alexander. And Winnie the Pooh, obviously. Well, Winnie the Pooh was named after a real bear, Winnie. Who was actually uh, rescued by a lieutenant in Winnie World Peg. War One? Winnipeg, was yeah, the name of the bear. Yeah, Winnie Winnipeg. Um, later given to the zoo, and I think that was one of the inspirations for for um, for the book. Winnie the Pooh loved honey, uh, and that brings us on to the bees, which we think are quite important. And we're not zoologists. Um, people who are into bees have told us they're important. That's why we think they're important. They uh, they provide the pollination for a third of the food we eat. Isn't that extraordinary? What an extraordinary, that is amazing. What an extraordinary fact. But in a, a single bee can only produce one tablespoon of honey in its lifetime, which I that's one of those bees facts that I find extraordinary. I looked a bit further into this, and apparently 683 bees fly roughly... 32,550 miles to gather nectar from 1,185,000 flowers in order to make one 280 mil jar of bees really? honey. Isn't that they extraordinary? They really do. God, they're busy. nice, aren't they, bees? They're pretty they're busy. Good, good guys. Hmm. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, and the queen bee is, a, is, is quite important. Uh, lady in that she gives us 800,000 eggs uh, so her life is entirely dedicated to reproduction and she only leaves the hive once in her lifetime to go and mate which is a little bit sad but she does get all that royal jelly um, having said that 
Bees are known. Awful. Go on. Bees, bees are known to raid other hives and steal honey. Oh, so, fact I found out. Bees rob honey from other bees if honey from another hive is available. So if the beekeeper leaves his hive open, or um, or they get just get really hungry, um, a guard bee from the robbed hive catches an interloper. If that happens. Well, what happens then? The two engage in battle, wow. stinging to the death. And it is to the death, isn't it, Ben? Because we know when a bee stings... Um, is that they... true? What? That they die once they got rid of their bee? Well, yeah. Once they get rid of their sting? Yeah, I think is so. Is that across all bees? Uh, I, think I don't want to push you on your bee knowledge. Honey Just bees. To back off. Yeah. No, I won't tell you to back off. Um It usually does rip out their intestines, yeah. So the fight probably doesn't last that long. No, I think you can. I think they can at that at that size sting and kill without like leaving the sting in. So it's when the sting's oh, right. left in. You know, it's like a spike, isn't it? So you just, I just it's like prodding you with my finger oh, until right. you until, until you it die. Goes, it goes until it goes in me, <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> yeah, I know where I'd be prodding yeah. it. <laughs> it goes in my you. My cough. That's it. You're you're. <laughs> Toast. I know. I could just go and get it in there. All the detritus. And what's that big boil? <laughs> Can't seem to get past that. I think you should. Are you constipated? Anyway, stop it. Grow up. You should probably get yourself to a doctor and get that seen to. Anyway, in my investigations into bees, which was, uh, as you can tell, lengthy. Shallow. <laughs> I discovered that. That uh, as well as the the nectar and the pollination process, uh, they've been quite important in helping propagate yeast because yeah. yeast live in flower nectar. And what happens is the the yeast is is in there, and that's actually what's almost is producing a bit of alcohol and sweet aromas, which is what the bees get attracted to and sometimes drunk off. Um, but in the winter. Uh, the the cold would kill the plants and the yeast. So the yeast, clever little buggers that the yeasts are, yeah. have learned that um, if they if they stick to the insects, they can they can live within the bee while it hibernates over winter, and then come back out when the bees start pollinating the plants again. God, I love yeast. I mean, what a flipping incredible thing a yeast is. Well, as we know, yeasts. Tom. Whatever they are, my, microbes and realised what yeast was and did. People didn't know that it was there <clears> because <throat> it's so little. <clears throat> no one could see it, but it used to transform loads of sugars and stuff. And so they thought it was work of a higher being. Yeah, they thought it was um, a gift uh, from God. A gift from God, and they yeah. called it yeast originally. It was called God is good. Yeah, and that's what the monks would say god is good and the, do you know that the monk who brews tint meadow a polish fella used to be a beekeeper mm. wow it's all coming together mate. it's all coming together well scientists uh i don't know where these guys were probably in america america somewhere yeah uh they they did a little little more investigation into that and made a beer from bumblebee yeasts so oh, they right. managed to isolate the beasts and created bumblebees uh without for, for using that yeast that sort of sits within the um within the insect Ooh. which is quite incredible isn't it yeah, i mean good. so bees not only drink beer 
and provide us with honey that can make mead, which is an alcoholic drink. Probably so the oldest alcoholic us, drink in the world. Yeah, provide us with uh, the the sort of core fermentable to make an alcoholic beverage. They are actually propagating and carrying and protecting yeast strains that are essential in the creation of alcohol. So this I think amazing. I mean, this I just is amazing. I, I, I just I don't think this is made out into the wider world of the science community, what I'm saying here today, Ben. Um, Listen so up, boffins. Zip think, up your anorex <clears throat> right to the top. I do believe this. this is Pulitzer um, Prize winning journalism coming down people's ear holes. Yeah. So so there we go. So that's why I thought this week bees were worth celebrating. We should be protecting them. Um, and in our book, we do recognise this date, the death of A.A. A. Milne on the 31st of January. And we suggest a honey beer, Hiver Honey Beer, which yeah. is a lovely, despite the name, it's quite crisp. It's got a sort of refreshing beer, isn't it, Ben? It's a lovely um, beer. But it's brewed using three honeys, Apple Blossom Honey from Kent, Urban, London Honey, which we went to the beekeepers in the yep. urban London Because, you know, bees are, there's, lo- there's loads of bees in London because it technically qualifies as a forest. Mm-hmm. It's got so many trees there. Okay. I learned that from forest. Hannah, Hannah Rhodes, who is the founder of Hiver Beer. She has yeah. lots of facts like that. She does. And uh, there's a Yorkshire Heather as well in there as well. And it's a lovely beer. You can get it for £2.20 in Waitrose, should you choose to shop in Waitrose, because you are... Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I've got a Woodburn stove, and I'm thinking about getting it. Yeah, so you could have that. But as Ben suggested a beer, the other drink you might want to try is a Bee's Knees cocktail, which is a great cocktail. And for this, you will require some honey. Uh, you'll need two teaspoons of honey you'll need some gin 50 ml of dry gin and since we've been talking about uh, portobello road gin why don't you have a london dry portobello 50 ml of that 25 ml of lemon juice and some ice and what you can do before you start is uh take a uh, maybe half of the two teaspoons a teaspoon of warm boiling water boiling water make sure it's boiling don't just pour water from the hot tap i think i might have germs in it and stir it in with the honey so that it's nice and thin down. And then Ooh. shake that with the gin and the lemon juice on ice. And then strain it into a cocktail glass or a martini glass for those people who call the cocktail glass the martini, martini glass. glass. Yeah. They are wrong. It's a cocktail glass, but some people call it a martini glass. But well, we know uh, what it means. It, you know what it means. say martini glass. Yeah. Uh, but it's wrong. It's a cocktail glass. Yeah, but so, we know what it means. Yeah, but it's it's wrong. So right. it's, it'd be nice yeah. if people started getting cocktail glass back into their vernacular because that's correct. So the Bee's Knees cocktails, actually, for a long time, I believe this as well, it was a prohibition drink. It came from that era when people were thought to have all these disgusting bathtub gins and they put lots of sweeter stuff into the bathtub to make it taste palatable because there were all sorts of nasty poisonous things and prohibition, of course, alcohol was illegal, so more people died from alcohol poisoning in that era than they had before they banned it because people were making it illegally without any sort of regulations. But to make it taste nice, even if it was likely to kill you, they would put something like honey in there. And that's where we thought we got the bee's knees from, the celebration of prohibition. Actually, it turns out uh, that was incorrect. Jared Brown, who also makes gin and makes the lovely Sipsmith gin, and is a bit of a... Boffin, uh, booze boffin. Oh, huge booze boffin, isn't Pooch he? Pooch historian. Really? 
he really knows his stuff. Well, he found an article in the 1929 edition of the Standard Union from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, yeah, even, I read that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not even something I've ever heard of. <laughs> he managed to find the article, which proved that actually the drink came from Paris, and it was American millionaire resses who were partying in Paris who came up with a, a gin drink and adding honey into it and created the the bean sneeze. Um, and the old article says the bean sneeze is an invention of Mrs. J.J. Brown of Denver and Paris, widow of the famous miner. But no relation to Jared Brown. <clears throat> no. Uh, anyway. God, it's all... I mean, the uh, coincidences are just uncanny in this pod aren't they just aren't they so just? uh have a bee's knees to celebrate I mean, I've bees got some, and yeah. milne um, have the hive of beer as well that's good and the bee's knees hive of beer. um uh, me there's some lovely meads out there at the moment as well that's yeah i mean honey honey kind of... as well it protects you from from all sorts of nasty illnesses it's good to have in your life anyway it won't protect you from all it won't protect you from the the most dangerous bee, Ben. What's the most no, dangerous bee? The most dangerous bee in the world is, of course, hepatitis B. Yeah. Uh, so that's bees, and that's. Oh, well, uh, there's some facts. Uh, there other bee bee facts that uh, is are in our book. Yeah, um, they're in which, our book. I didn't go. I didn't draw. Well, from I want too to because I yes. think they're fascinating. I'm going to run through them very quickly. They have five eyes, five, yeah. which see at 300 frames a second. When flowers hear a bee's wings which move at a rate of 230 times a second, the flowers make their nectar sweeter to bring them closer. I found that is amazing. Mm. Uh, well done, God, if you invented that. Or alternatively, well done, evolution. Mm. Uh, a third of all food we eat is pollinated by bees. You said that already, I I've think. said that one, yeah. And best of all, bumblebees' penises explode when they ejaculate. Mm. Which, so did uh, mine, though. I always think that fact's oh, interesting. So does mine. I mean, yeah. it's just... It's just a, but also we oh, say in the book that their bums fall off when they sting, but I do think it rips out their intestines as well. Certainly, which... their arse falls off. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So that's bees. Uh, I, I did promise at the beginning that I had some deals. I don't know if you've got See, any. I've got any bars, I know. Okay, I got a, I got a couple of bars this week. If you're looking around supermarkets trying to find something good, uh, Ben Riak, Ben Riak. Who's he? Uh, the original ten-year-old Spaceside single malt oh, whiskey. Yeah. Um, it's only 29 quid in Waitrose. What? Almost a tenner off that. And that is, again, we talked about easy drinking whiskies last week, but that is a good introductory whiskey. It's got bourbon sherry casks, uh, aging 10 years. It's quite sweet, easy. Um, there's 13 quid off on the whiskey exchange, the Balblair 15 year old. Now, that is a very good whiskey, Ben. And uh, it's a bit more punchy. So if you want to step up a level for the um, Balblair 15-year-old, that's uh, Highland. And it's a bit more, uh, yeah, a bit more punchy. 46%, quite boozy. Um, if you like vodka, eight quid off Vestal, the t- 2011 vintage. That's £21.95. Right. And you'll like, well, you do. I know you like Vestal because it's Polish yeah. and it's uh, potato-based vodka. But they've been making good vodka for a long, long time. And this is a 2011 vintage. So the potatoes that are used are a particular varietal and they come from a particular region of uh, central northern Poland. I don't know where your where your wife's family's from, but it's Kazibi. No, that's no? Uh, that's Kazibi? where all the peasants live. No, mm-hmm. my Sophie's family are very, very uh, blue blood, really. They're t- nobility. They're sort of 
the nobility. nobility yeah. yeah yeah okay well perhaps that's not for them although i do think this is quite a posh one so it's eight quid off there well done exchange as talking of vodka if you like vodka 16 quid for a bottle of absolute in asda this week. that's an absolute bonjour well it, is, it really is it's a bit too cheap frankly but uh it's still a good vodka absolute particularly for cocktails if you want to make yeah. yourself a martini like the wolf of wall street scene or um yeah i mean it's got quite a lot of cultural popular cultural references the old absolute hasn't it and um and I thought uh, it's fourteen quid for a Bacardi Carta Blanca in Sainsbury. Fourteen quid for that a bottle of. And if you think that isn't useful, Bacardi Blanca, it is, isn't it? It's useful for um for loads of stuff. Daiquiris. It's a great daiquiri rum, Bacardi. So you could have it in that. And there are seven hundred mils in a bottle of Bacardi. And you have a 50 mil measure in a daiquiri. So how many daiquiris could you make from that if you're having a party this weekend? Uh, do the maths. What say? Give me the maths again. It's like a, just like some sort of primary school maths, this, isn't it? 700 mil in a bottle. Yeah. You can make, and 50 mil makes one drink. How many daiquiris do I get from a 700 mil bottle? 14. 14, is that all? Oh, it's not as many as I thought. Still. Um, Better than none. Yeah. If you've got seven of you, that's two, two daiquiris. So that's pretty good. Um, and... Sainsbury's doing £4.50 for six cans of Heineken Zero, Ben, which we're mentioning as well because um, it's still dry January. It is. And still we, good gear. Still we were good drinking gear. It I've, on I've the tried, <clears throat> So I've done, well, from Backer, the three beers I've drunk this, this dry January that I would recommend are Erdinger, like that one, the Vice Beer, um, non-alcoholic. That was good. Krombacher Zero. That is lovely. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you've got Heineken Zero as well. And they're all good because they taste like the, like the original. Yeah. Closer to the original. And, mm. um, yeah. And they, I'm still going to drink them throughout the year to hoodwink myself into thinking that, you know, I've had a great time. Mm. Yeah. You don't need alcohol to have fun, Tom. I keep telling you this. Well, why did you break your fast then? Because I had, I had, to, go out my, I had to go out for a meal with Sophie and, you know, you don't. You don't. You don't. Well, I mean, you just got more to talk about. You don't follow your own. No. How much? How much bird shit had you stepped in before the dinner? Quite a no, lot. A lot, a lot. Metaphorically, had been wading through the stuff. To be a perfect honest, <laughs> wearing your fishing waders. Oh, you're yes. up to your your moustache. Had that white <laughs> sort of undercut of a. Like you've been drinking milk, but actually, yeah, it was, yes. it was the white of shit. It was. I was like Bill Oddie on a bad day, wading through the big bird poo of life on the way to a French brasserie to make small talk with my partner, the current it's... Mrs. McFarland. Not really. We had a no, lovely evening. And I we bet talked, you did. We did some. It was very nice. It was like nice to remind ourselves just how wonderful our marriage is. Yeah. Your wife's better, the better of the McFarlands, to be fair. Yeah. Um, no, she's so a great, she great form. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I hope that bird shit. Yeah, we've we've tried to sticks. make it stick. I mean, it, it really sticks. When yeah. it gets dry, oh, I get a bugger to get off, isn't it? It's terrible for car, isn't it? <laughs> oh, bird shit. Well, I mean, if that isn't what you're listening to this podcast for, folks, I'm not sure... <laughs> 
why you're here. Uh, but that does bring us to the end. Yeah. So anything to sell before we go? Yes. Oh, uh, we're Lots back on tour. This is tickets. actually happening now. Because, Buy tickets. Uh, no, I mean, it's really stressing us out because we haven't done a show in so long and I couldn't remember loads of the lines. And so we're going to have to do a run, a line run before we go on tour. Uh, we're in Nottingham next week um <laughs> on the friday and then just the tonic just the tonic uh, uh go go there nottingham people come on buy tickets what else are you gonna do buy tickets london people buy tickets yes leicester square theater on the night it's the a 9th. thursday night it's the end of dry january thursday the 9th i mean it's perfect for a thursday night it's out just, yeah you'll be done by 9 30 so you come. We've sold. We've sold a couple of hundred tickets there. We could do with selling the rest of them, which is yeah. another one hundred tickets. So please go there, buy Just tickets. Just do it. Stop. People of Harpenden. Do it. We'll stop talking about it. People of Harpenden, can we just yeah. uh, doff our caps to the people of Harpenden who've bought in their hundreds, and we've nearly sold out Harpenden. Uh, well done, all of them. Mm. Um, I'm slightly apprehensive about doing. That gig because I actually lived there and people are going to see naked quite my semi semi naked out of shape body. Have you done any setups or press? I've up done nothing. It? I've done nothing but eat chocolate and crisps for a couple of months. So it's going to be a bad one for me. But thank. I'm you. hoping maybe maybe your just general anxiety will help take a few pounds off. Mm, yeah, you can't no. be happy and thin, Tom. That's never happened. It really work like that with me. That's, I really yeah, believe. <laughs> Anyway, anyway um, it's getting so the roast again. Uh, so do that. Um, <laughs> sign up to a subscription club. Do that. Uh, yeah, it's Portobello good. gin. This, I mean, yeah. this stuff is... It's, well, you're too late for that, but well, thinking you have been a bit more on the case before, that's yeah. the kind of thing to be winging its way through your door. Um, and then, of course, after that... Um, well, just tell everyone doing? else about this podcast, please, yeah, so we have come more people on, listening please. to this. When people say, are you listening to any good podcasts... Well, if you are still listening, you're well, listening to this. More, if, more, more pertinently, if they ask you, are you listening to any podcasts? Mm. Then, then just you really can just, just <laughs> if you they ask the you, uh, can you hear things? <laughs> just, yeah, I heard. Something if you, if you don't day. have to sign in response to a question, <laughs> chances are you've got ears that should be listening to this. Yeah. Um, and what else are we doing that we can sell? Uh, that's it really mm, yeah. just keep don't worry follow us on the socials tell people about it be nice to each other watch out for the bird poo drink less drink better yeah always. drink less drink better and um, we'll see you next week yeah. love you bye love you bye bye bye